Hey there, welcome to episode 15 on A Crack of Clarity. If you are new here, I am your host, Elizabeth, and I'm so happy that you decided to tune into the show. And if you are a returning listener, I want to thank you for your continued support. So with that, let's hop into this week's episode. For as much work as I have done recently in terms of body image, for some reason, it is coming up for me as just something that's super prevalent um, in my mind and in my life right now. And I feel like I've gotten to this place of knowing that this is just a frequent roadblock that I seem to hit. And oftentimes I attribute it to just kind of a stress response for me. If I'm feeling kind of uncertain or stressed about something, usually there is an aspect of my body and how I'm seeing my body that manifests that stress for me. And, you know, the cool thing about really knowing something like that about yourself is that you can be like, oh, this is happening again. This is a sign that, you know, I need to like investigate a little bit more here, um, you know, because it, it doesn't deserve to to continue to be in my way. And, you know, that also points to like the the very fact of like, you're never going to be completely healed from something, but you are going to be able to manage that pain point in your life so much better once you actually have the tools and the capability and the capacity within you to just look at it and see it for what it is. And really start to dissect the emotions from it. So in this era of feeling like I'm a little hyper-focused on my body, the way that I look, things about my body, it's, it's calling for my attention in a way that I really only got kind of like a, a crack of clarity, if you will, for myself today. And it's like, I feel like I'm in this period of time where I am really, truly redefining what it means to me to be feminine and to feel feminine. There is such a big part of me that um, that has wanted to address this for myself, but it's been hard in times past, again, because I didn't really feel like I had the tools and the support and the resilience within me to have some very difficult conversations, not only with myself, but also with the mentors that I work with. You know, sometimes there can just be so much shame wrapped up in a story from your past or just the way that you see something that it just feels like if you bring it to light, if you express it, it's going to be the end. And in a lot of ways, it's like once you do bring it to light, it is the end. It's the end of it allowing you to hold yourself back. Like it, it's, it is very much the end of it taking away a part of you that, that should never have been taken away. I'm sitting here feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to redefine what it means to be feminine. I'm like, well, there are just... For me, I'm like, there's just so much tied to it. You know, it's it's an expression. And if you think about all that goes into an expression, 
it does extend far beyond just plain old body image and the way that my body looks. It's it's how I operate within my body. I definitely haven't had the vernacular in the past to be able to describe that experience and really understand for me what that means for me. And so amidst all of just kind of some old pain stuff that's coming up right now, there is a lot of excitement as I realize just how far I've come in my ability to to process pain and work through pain. Circling back to this idea of feeling like I am wrong. It's like I, I hate feeling that so much that I have done everything in my power up until this recent period in my life. I've done everything I can to avoid feeling like I am wrong. I've overcompensated to create a feeling within me that I am right. And whenever something would come along and start to challenge that a little bit, it would be very off-putting, very deterring. And I really didn't understand in the moment what was happening. And I definitely felt like I couldn't cope with that feeling in any sort of healthy manner. And not that I think any of us plan to have, you know, a distorted perception of their body. It's like, I really fought that truth within me for a long time. There's there's old memories and feelings coming up right now. And it's there's a part of me that just wants to scream, but it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. And I really feel like this is super interesting for me because I'm also in this period of time where I am trying to take full embodied ownership over my entire life and where I'm going. And, you know, part of doing that is also taking full ownership of everything that I have experienced up until this point. So to have this feeling within me of both I am wrong and trying to cope with that feeling by saying to myself, but it wasn't my fault is super, is super interesting to me. I think about my bodybuilding journey because, you know, I, I definitely remember different times and stories before then related to body image that definitely, you know, shaped the way that I viewed myself and, but I just feel like what I experienced through bodybuilding and having a coach along that journey shed a lot of light on this concept for me. I, I don't know, I feel this need to just like come clean as part of the taking ownership is like, oh, like here's what happened. Here's, here's how I got there. When I started it, I told myself I'm not going into this to create this body or whatever. I'm not, that's, that's not really what I'm, what I'm doing here. I clung so tightly to the fact that I didn't want anyone else to think that I was doing this just to change my body. I didn't want to come across as being vain like that or superficial like that because to me, that is wrong. And so I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I had been with my coach for about a year and a half. 
at the start of 2022 in January, I got some blood work done with the intention to possibly consider utilizing some performance enhancing drugs to you know, grow more muscle tissue, be able to recover better, all that stuff. It just, I felt like to, to take the sport seriously and to do what I was, you know, said I was going to do. Like, I just felt like I was ready to take that step. I felt like I had invested in myself enough to warrant making that next step. But lo and behold, I got the results of my blood work back and they were surprising and not in a good surprise, but in a way that really, really made me panic. I started uh, an entire protocol. Mind you, it was a very aggressive protocol to try to correct some of the hormonal imbalances that were revealed on the lab results. During that time, I, I want to say I inadvertently continued to lose body fat, look leaner and leaner and leaner. But in my mind, I, I was telling myself that, well, I'm, I'm on a health protocol right now. I'm not intentionally trying to lose this body fat right now. It's just happening. I am 100% dialed in and focused on my health. And above all else, I am listening to what my coach is telling me to do and I'm following the protocol to the absolute T and putting my all into it and this this extra fat loss that is happening is is not my fault it's not my fault that I'm looking leaner and leaner and leaner I just remember times where I would meet up with other members of my bodybuilding team and they would ask like oh are you getting ready to you know, prepare for a competition? Like, are you getting ready to step on stage? Like you're looking so lean. And I, I, to me, I would say, no, like I'm not, I'm actually in this health phase right now. And yeah, it is kind of weird that I'm looking this way when I'm in a health phase, you know, it was like lurking beneath all of that was this this very detached feeling of like, still, like it's not my fault that I look this way, but I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it because I am getting some attention, attention in the form that I've never received before. So this is new, but at the same time, because it's new and I've never received this before, I really don't know how to handle it. And I really, I'm actually, I think kind of uncomfortable right now. I'm kind of uncomfortable. And I actually remember telling my coach at one point during the health phase, I'm like, I feel very disconnected from my body. I feel very dissociated and disconnected from it. And I don't remember exactly what his response was to that, but it's something that sticks out for me as, you know, maybe that was a first warning sign for what was to come. There's just so much wrapped up into my experience with bodybuilding that I feel like there is a part that wants me to take full ownership for it, but it also feels hard to do that when I have that part of me that's saying, well, it wasn't my fault. I was just doing what my coach was asking me to do. And I was just doing the best that I could with the knowledge that I had. And all of that is true. 
all of it is true. But there came a point during the latter portion of the health phase where I knew that I had pushed myself into a hyperthyroid state. And just a quick synopsis on your thyroid. It is a gland that sits in your neck and it's like the mastermind of your metabolism. And it has an optimal place that it likes to operate. And if you, if your thyroid is below that optimal place in general, you, um, you metabolize energy, you use calories, uh, more more sparingly, you um, you survive off of less. Typically, people might label this as having like a slow metabolism. And then in the other direction, if your thyroid is overactive, you use a lot of energy. You burn through a lot of energy in your day. It takes a lot of calories to fuel you. And so something that does happen in some bodybuilding competition preparations is people will utilize synthetic forms of thyroid hormone to boost their metabolism and help them shed excess body fat. But the the other consequences or side effects or the other things that happen in your body when your thyroid is overactive can't be overlooked. And for me to be in this place of, well, it wasn't my fault, but to also have the knowledge and wherewithal to understand physiologically what was happening just kind of avalanche for me into this big fat guilt because it's like I could no longer hide behind the fact of like this wasn't my fault I was just listening to my coach I didn't want to take any sort of responsibility for it because of the the side effect of like well I'm I'm able to eat all this this food and do all this and not not gain body fat and stay, stay lean. With that also came the feeling of now, okay, I should say this. I have never done methamphetamine, but I would imagine that having an overactive thyroid for an extended amount of time is similar to being on meth. You know, anxiety through the roof that I had never in my life experienced insomnia, not being able to just calm down and go to sleep, an elevated resting heart rate, just everything that I was was just amped up all the time. I was just fast. (laughs) And I couldn't, it couldn't slow, I couldn't slow myself down. To know that I was doing that or allowing that to happen just so that I could stay lean just really it really crushes me it really crushes me but it also humbles me it's like for all the times that I wanted to say that I wasn't going to be like the rest of them that were so focused on the way that they looked well here I am absolutely damaging my internal health 
just to look a certain way. I'm at this point now where I have had to tell myself that, you know, it is okay to care about what you look like. It's not wrong. It doesn't make you a shitty person to care about what you look like. It is part of your expression. It is what people see. But to forsake yourself and your health just to look a certain way is not okay. That is wrong. And so I'm at this period of in my life where I'm telling myself and fully believing in myself that I can have both. I can have the body that I want while also honoring my health. I can have both. I feel like for so long, the, the type of content I was consuming just felt very divisive. And like I had to pick a side. I either only cared about what I looked like and fit in with that crowd, or I only care about my health and I have to sacrifice my desires to look a certain way because that's not healthy. I feel like I had to go through that entire experience in order to be able to define things for me, for to be able to say like, no, this is wrong for me. And to hopefully help people in the future navigate that decision of like, but I want to look like this. I want this, but I also have to live in this body. The, the plea that I feel like I had with my coach of like, I feel so disconnected from my body was realizing that I was walking around in like this Lamborghini looking body, like freaky at times and, you know, would catch strangers attention. But I had no wherewithal to drive this body, to actually be in this body and feel like, like I'm in here and I'm all there. And then I'm not just like this floating piece of meat walking around the world. And like, that's all that I am sitting here now. It's like I, on those days where I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, my body has changed a lot. I got used to seeing one thing in the mirror for a really long time and that thing is just not there anymore. It's like, you know what? You, it's just body fat and you can lose body fat. You can lose that. You can change your body. You know how to do that. It's not rocket science, but you are no longer allowed to forsake yourself on your journey to getting to the body that you want. You are going to practice right now what it's going to feel like to have that body. You are going to practice right now showing up in the world with that body. You are going to start driving right now. Because that's the thing. You know, I have a lot of insecurities about my midsection. I think I speak for a lot of people. It's like one of the first things I notice about other people and like we'll focus on that and it's like because I'm focusing it on myself. And so, you know, to have a midsection that didn't have a lot of body fat on it, I think there was a part of me that's like, okay, well, once I reach that point, 
I won't feel this need to like hold everything in and like make sure my pants are adjusted to like hold everything in so that you don't see body fat on my midsection. But then I got to that point where, you know, I saw my abs and all that stuff, but I was still holding it all in. I was still holding it in. I couldn't relax. I couldn't be in my body. I couldn't experience it. I could not. I feel like that just speaks to the dilemma that we feel of like, well, once I get to the body, once I get there, then I'm going to feel what I want to feel. And it's like, no, buddy. No, no, no. You have to practice feeling that right now. You have to practice the ability to relax and let your stomach be your stomach right now, regardless of what it looks like. Otherwise, once you get there, because you will get there, you will. Once you get there, you're still going to have the same concerns. You're still going to have the same hyperfixation. You're still going to have the same just desire because it'll be, it's just habitual at that point. It's just, it's all, you know, it's all, you know. So, you know, that's something that I have been practicing diligently as I have been getting back into more of a structured fitness routine and really getting, getting clear and taking, you know, very aligned action on my goals is like, you have got to practice right now what it's going to feel like to have that body. You have got to be able to be in this body in order to be able to be in that future body. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode on A Crack of Clarity. I hope that a part of my message connected with you. And if it did, please drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Let me know what stuck out to you in this episode. If you feel like someone else would benefit from hearing this message, I would appreciate if you would take the time to share this episode on your social media and tag me so that I can thank you personally. Thank you so much again for tuning in and I will connect with you all in next week's episode.